now I want to introduce uh, my first guest. Uh, he's a friend and a wonderful man, one of the um, most colorful, intelligent, uh, and, and thoughtful uh, people that I know here in Chicago, John Fritchie. He's a candidate for judge here in Cook County, and he's running in the June 28th primary. He's a former Democratic Cook County Commissioner and was a state representative. He's a graduate of Northwestern Law School. He's a consultant. And if you're a follower of John on social media, you know he has a wonderful dog named Smudge and an avid gardener, gardener and uh, and a person who loves the city pretty much as much as I do. John, so much, thank you so much for joining me today. Always glad to be back. Always good to see you. Good to see you, John. So let's let's talk a little bit about uh, some issues that are in the news. And as we have just watched play out this week, the the tragedy uh, involved in in the shooting down in Texas and and in Buffalo and and everywhere. Um, you know, you you served as a legislator, and you've you know you've served in different capacities. And you know, I guess I want to know from you how does the NRA lobby. What is like the general program on how it lobbies legislators to influence them to pass certain laws or not pass certain laws? Money. <laughs> well, that was an easy. That was a, a hard ne- question, ne- but an easy answer. Next question. No. You know, what, what's fascinating is this: at the national level, you're talking about an organization that does give millions upon millions of dollars to U.S. senators and congressmen, who in turn tow that line. What's even more interesting, though, is they're not as active as an organization down at the state level, but the mentality goes down. So whether you're talking about state legislators or even more local uh, in these rural towns primarily, you know, they will walk the NRA line uh, without a really stepping back and looking at the reality of what's going on. The NRA, keep in mind, they represent about 20 gun manufacturers. They don't re- represent the tens of millions of gun owners. So they have a vested interest in protecting the gun laws and protecting gun sales. So, you know, gun owners, I think some of them may very legitimately care about the Second Amendment and where the nuances of that we can spend hours talking about. But the NRA itself is really a cash-driven organization that uses that cash to protect their industry. And, you know, we've heard, uh, you know, without getting too political on this, and we only have a minute here before we need to break, but what what is it that could happen that would stop the flow of the NRA money to the legislators, or at least stop the legislators from accepting that money in a way that, that leads them to believe they have to vote in favor of NRA proposed legislation the only thing they can outweigh nra money are the voters and people have to step up it'll be very curious to see what happens in texas for example you know at what point are they willing to say that the price of sticking with the nra is too much when you're looking at you know 19 dead kids uh you know this is what it comes down to you know those elected officials they have to look themselves in the face but it's the voters who get to decide who's there and i guess i just don't see that happening soon just because why hasn't it happened before and with in the with the layers of tragedies that have happened this year i mean there were 27 school shootings i think there are over 215 mass shootings alone this year over 7 or 800 last year i mean what what is it going to take and i'm i'm going to leave that hanging out there and uh, we're going to take a break but i'm talking to john fritchie john fritchie is an attorney he is a candidate for judge here in cook county on the june 28th primary and you're listening to the karen conti show on wgn I'm here with John Fritchie. He's running for Cook County Judge. Um, John, just give us 
the real brief answer to the question of why should we care about judges and why is it an important thing to vote for the right one? Well, let me start with the second one first. The right one is always an interesting question. You know, the drop-off from the top of the ballot, who's voting for governor to who's voting for judges, could be about 30 40%. You know, and a lot of people, they will vote for a judge based on ethnicity, based yep. on gender, things along those lines. And that's not... You know, theory that's, you know, we've seen this in practice. Keep something in mind, though. You know, whether somebody is going before a judge on a business dispute, on a custody issue, on a criminal issue, whatever it may be, I mean, the judges are literally where the rubber meets the road, and we depend on them to be qualified. We depend to know where what their experience is and how they could conduct themselves as a judge. And people need to do just a little bit of homework. There's places they can go online to see what the ratings are on these judges. They can just research them a little bit. But you know, I would you know, I want everybody to know who it is they're voting for. But I'd almost rather have people who didn't know what they were doing not vote than simply say, oh, you know what. I'm a woman, she's a woman. You know, I'm Irish, he's Irish. And that just happens all too often. But, you know, at the national level, look what happens, whether whatever your position is on the choice issue, whatever your position is on the gun issue. You know, a lot of these courts uh, cases wind them way, their way through the court system. And, you know, how far they get in the court system depends on the judges we elect. And, you know, I always say, uh, how many times does my life get affected by a governor versus how many times does my life get affected directly by a judge? When, again, whether that's traffic court or, as you say, a divorce case or or my neighbor's kid, you know, it's it's uh, it's a very direct impact. Um, Let's talk about crime in the city of Chicago. Uh, You're a Chicago dweller. You love Chicago. You and I were talking during the break about uh, guns going off a couple days ago. Um, Tell me what your theory is. As a judge, you know, there's a call for social justice, but there's also a call to be tough on crime, to make sure that we're safe. What is your feeling and what what are your positions on these types of issues? Well, first and foremost, I guess I'll say that, you know, as somebody who grew up literally for over 50 years now, downtown and in Lincoln Park, I've never felt the way I feel in the city now. I've never felt the unease that I feel, day or night. And that's sad. It's sad and it's aggravating. It's part of what drove me to run. But when you try to get at this, the same issues that we're talking about and potential solutions, they haven't changed in 20, 30 years. Now, there's things we can do to stem the flow of illegal guns coming from Indiana and other states because... That is where a lot of the guns come from. So if we can crack down on that, but at the same time, we have to do something about treating how we deal with these gun offenders. There is no reason that we cannot have an equal and fair justice system, but one that still protects the rights of everybody involved, including citizens, including the neighborhoods, and look at what we're doing, who we're holding, who we're letting back out on the street. You know, right now, a lot of these criminals don't have any fear of repercussions. And as a result, you know, I think it's sad. Personally, you drive down Michigan Avenue at night. There's a police car on every other block with sirens. Uh, you know, the only thing, and I'm not going to say it's a silver lining, people in areas that have been traditionally safer, they now understand that we have a real gun problem. We have a real crime problem, whether you are in Ravenswood or Galewood or Englewood. Uh, and it's something that we, we just can't turn our back on. There's not a quick fix. Nobody can tell you that they're going to fix this in two years. Uh, but I think that the criminal justice system, the state's attorney's office, needs to step up and start looking at protecting our society. You know, judges need to be a key role in making sure that businesses feel safe operating, that families feel safe, that they feel safe with their kids going to and from school. And we're not there right now. 
Agreed. And uh, I think that's a, a sentiment, and you said it mildly, uh, and, and but, I, but I do, I've heard across the city, you know, Kim Fox is not doing her job. We need to come, get tougher on crime, especially the gun crimes. So I hear you on that. Um, the city council just approved of a curfew for teens 17 and under, uh, that children must be accompanied by an adult after 10 p.m. Just generally speaking, what do you think of this curfew, and do you think it's going to make a difference? I respect the concept of saying, what can we try to do? Uh, there's no, there's nothing gets accomplished by a 10 p.m. curfew that affects a shootout at 8 p.m. I was walking my dog, and I mentioned this to you, I was walking my dog literally two days ago, 7 o'clock at night, all of a sudden there is a shootout between multiple shooters with automatic weapons on the next street around from me, to the point we had to duck against the building until we knew what was going on. That doesn't get impacted by a 10 o'clock curfew. Right. You know, and again, even if you have that curfew, the parents need to be involved. Where are our kids? Where are we going to you know, keep our kids? How are we going to keep track on them? But, you know, it's not just the 10 o'clock hour. You've got to go back to, you know, the 4 o'clock hour. What are we doing with kids for after school programs, for other things to keep them engaged? But at the end of the day, you know, a curfew, it feels nice. I really just don't see it solving anything. Let's talk about the casino. Um, just this last week, uh, the, the uh, casino was approved uh, to be in the River North area, 41-7 vote. Uh, a lot of controversy. There was a screaming and yelling match with Lori Lightfoot. Um, tell me what you think about this casino, and what are the issues and the problems that might arise um, while, while this is all in the works? Well, I, you know, the biggest issue I have with the casino right now is the short run. I think that where Bally's is looking at going in the old Tribune site, uh, you know, I, I think it's feasible. It's going to create issues in the neighborhood, but we already have issues in that neighborhood. The temporary location, however, in the Medina Temple, uh, you know, that's an area that's already congested, already has crime problems, has significant traffic and parking problems. So I just don't see how they're going to have that one there. And for three years. And if they don't get the temporary right, the amount of public pushback on the permanent one is going to be off the charts. But you know, we needed something. I don't know that there's a location that would have been picked that somebody wouldn't have been unhappy about. So now let's make sure that if it's going to go forward, they're going to do it the right way. They're going to figure out how to minimize the impact on the surrounding area and obviously take care of safety as well. John Fritchie is running for judge June 28th, uh, and uh, I, I, I saw a quote the other day about Memorial Day. It says, if you want to thank a soldier, be the kind of American worth fighting for. And I say that being an American means to vote. And even if you're not interested in, in particularly what's going on and you say, oh, my vote doesn't count, please vote. And, uh, and John Fritchie is a really good candidate for that. Let's just wrap up with some fun things. Like, what's your favorite restaurant in Chicago, John? This time of year, pretty much any place with outside seating. I see um, the tan. Yeah. You got the tan. I'm, I'm, a cre- I'm a creature of habit. So, you know, if I want a nice meal, I'll go down to El Che in West Loop. But other than that, I like some good, uh, you know, some good local places over in Pilsen uh, for some good Italian. A place that I know you're a fan of also is La Scarola. Love that place. <laughs> but, but right now, I'd rather go to a mediocre restaurant with an outdoor patio than a good restaurant without one. Got it. I hear you on that. And your favorite little known secret in Chicago? Tell you what, a uh, very good friend of mine from growing up, Grant DePorter, runs Harry Carey's uh, over on Kinsey and Clark. 
And what a lot of people don't realize, underneath Harry Carey's, Grant and his staff discovered that there were secret passageways and offices down there that were used for members of the Chicago organization and outfit decades and decades ago. And you know, it's the type of thing Geraldo was looking for when he was looking for right. something. And so Grant uncovered these walkways. Uh, it's all down there. I don't know if they offer tours of it or not, but it truly is a piece of history that uh, people don't know about and people forgot. John Fritchie running for Cook County Judge, June 28th. Punch what, 193? Punch 193. Look at, that was great. I know. <laughs> I'll just put a quick plug. If they want to know more about me, just go to com. Whoever you vote for, please come out and vote.